Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. April 22nd, 1983. Werner Maser, a German academic and writer, is getting ready to enjoy the beautiful spring morning. However, the mind of this historian, a specialist in the Third Reich, is in turmoil. He has just laid eyes on a very peculiar document. When he comes across the press release from Stern, a weekly magazine from Hamburg, Werner initially thinks it's a hoax. Nevertheless, the newspaper's logo and the director's signature seem authentic. The paper claims to possess about 60 notebooks that resemble personal diaries, all allegedly written by Adolf Hitler himself. The editorial team believes that the entire history of the Third Reich must be rewritten in light of these notebooks. Werner scratches his head. Who could have invented such a thing? He picks up the phone calls some of his colleagues to find out who authenticated the documents before the publication. Hours pass, but the historian remains infuriated. And for good reason. The mere existence of these documents is absurd because Hitler always despised writing. When you add his Parkinson's disease into the equation, it's highly improbable that the Fuhrer engaged in such a demanding and time-consuming exercise to the extent of filling 60 notebooks. No archive, no testimonial bears any trace of such a journal, nor recounts moments when Hitler withdrew to write. Werner's coffee has gone cold and the sky has clouded over. The man furrows his brow. With him, a vast community of historians worldwide has just unveiled one of the most audacious scams of the 20th century. Hello, this is Fabrice. Welcome to Fabulous Destinies. Today I'm going to tell you about one of the boldest scams of the 20th century, during which a forger and an unscrupulous journalist managed to deceive the entire world. Its name, the fake notebooks of Adolf Hitler. Between greed, shady networks, and incredible twists and turns, discover its fascinating story. After World War II, Germany was in the midst of reconstruction. Its political organization, divided between East and West Germany, became a hotbed for all sorts of swindlers. It's in this context that Konrad Kujau grew up, born in 1938 into a modest family in the Saxony region. 
As an adult, Kujau dabbled in small-scale scams. A born fabulist, he invented new identities for himself and tried to profit from his artistic skills. He quickly found his clientele, painting them into grand scenes alongside heroes from World War II. For instance, a taxi driver with a passion for history paid a hefty sum to be painted on a tank, peering through binoculars at Marshal Rommel, a legendary figure of the German army. In the 1970s in Germany, the fascination with the recent World War was stronger than ever. Collectors of wartime memorabilia were plentiful, whether they sympathized with Nazi ideologies or simply saw thrills. Despite this trade being illegal, Kujau didn't let that stop him. He started importing genuine antiques into West Germany. His forgery work began gradually with fake certificates of authenticity. For example, he increased the value of a helmet tenfold by claiming it had belonged to Hitler. His fakes flew off the shelves, and his clients never questioned their authenticity. Finally, in 1974, the trade was so lucrative that he rented a shop. It quickly became the nocturnal haunt of a rather unsavory crowd. Stuttgart. Kujau had invited some good friends to his premises. The night had fallen long ago and a freezing cold gripped the city. Amidst cigar smoke and the smell of whiskey, Former SS officers, criminals, and police agents had gathered to toast to the lost empire. To the Third Reich, to our Fuhrer. At the end of the table, Kujau was delighted. His client's drunkenness was good for business. Gentlemen, I am delighted to have you here tonight. Let me introduce you to my latest find, Hitler's Manuscripts the first part of the masterpiece we all know. A shiver ran through the room as the object passed from hand to hand. One of the guests finally challenged Kujau, saying, I always thought it was typed directly on a typewriter. The forger hesitated for a fraction of a second. He had never heard of that. Eventually, he raised his glass to the troublemaker. That's what everyone thinks, but for you, I've revealed many secrets. Before we continue with this episode, a quick break to give the floor to our partner, without whom this podcast could not exist. Don't go away, we'll be right back. Kujau found gullible clients and a golden opportunity. In a few years' time, he amassed a considerable fortune. However, for the forger, that wasn't enough. In the 1970s, he started writing Adolf Hitler's personal diaries. A brilliant idea, although its execution left much to be desired. The man was neither a good historian nor a skilled forger. He bought some notebooks from a local store and yellowed the pages by soaking them in tea. To make them more convincing, he decided to add the initials of the Fuhrer on the leather cover. But he made a mistake with the capital letters and wrote, F.H. instead of A.H. Was it due to Kujau's deliberate choice to use the first letters of Führer Hitler or the relatively similar shapes of Gothic capitals that he might have confused? 
In any case, historical inaccuracies filled every page, but Kujiao wasn't bothered by one more lie. Despite the shoddy work, no one doubted this version. Indeed, one month before Hitler's suicide, a military plane crash had taken the lives of several of his close associates. Upon learning the news, he allegedly declared, in that plane were all my personal archives, the ones that were supposed to bear witness to my deeds for posterity and do me justice. It's a catastrophe. Since then, the documents aboard that plane have been elevated to the status of myth. By playing on this fantasy, Kujiao had no trouble convincing people that he had come into possession of a chest containing dozens of diaries written by Hitler himself. One day, the rumor reached Gerd Heidemann, a journalist at Stern, a character both mediocre and intriguing. Heidemann was passionate about Nazism and at least as unscrupulous as the forger. Close to far-right circles, Heidemann quickly heard about the supposed existence of the diaries. Acquiring them for Stern became an obsession, and he arranged to meet Kujau. To keep the publication secret, the experts assigned to authenticate the diaries worked with photocopies excerpts. Some of the historians commissioned by the magazine didn't even speak German. Despite these deplorable conditions, the diaries were authenticated by three different experts. Heidemann finally got the green light to publish the article. In the end, nearly 9 million Deutschmarks were paid by Stern to acquire the diaries. Abroad, several newspapers, including Paris Match in France and the Sunday Times in the United States, purchased the publication rights at exorbitant prices, until the day when the deception was officially revealed. Kujau eluded the police for several days, until he learned that Heidemann had deceived him and scammed him in turn by diverting several million Deutschmarks during the sale of the diaries. Both men were quickly sentenced to several years in prison. Their trial was in keeping with their personalities, both absurd and grandiose. As for the diaries, they were sent to the National Archives. Failing to become part of the Third Reich archives, they now exemplify a certain idea of journalism. <laughs> 